All right. Welcome back to the Anxiously Engaged podcast. I'm so excited to have you join with me today because I have a special guest, another friend who is here, who is a really amazing example of being anxiously engaged in her life. So I'm really excited to have you meet her. Um, Before I introduce her, though, a little bit, I want to just remind you, if you're not sure what anxiously engaged means, to me, it means not being anxious, quite the opposite. It's not about living in the shadows of your life, missing out on the things that are most important to you. It's about getting excited, being um, waking up each day excited about something enough to get out of your bed and take that engaged step, which is that action step. And you know, we do only action size pieces that are two millimeters in size. So it's not something you have to do that's like big and hard and scary. Sometimes it's something really small and simple. Um, So I really love examples of people who are living that, living that truth, living that passion. And that's why I brought Becky on today. So Becky Kemp is here. And so Becky, we met um, a while back and you, when I first met you, you were doing t-shirts with words on them. And it meant something really important to you, but you've totally, completely, since I've known you, since just the days of making t-shirts, completely transformed what you do and even a bigger anxiously engaged way. So first of all, welcome to our podcast and tell us a little bit about how you got started with words. Oh, thank you so much, Rachel. It's so good to be talking with you. And I do remember that first day I met you and I was probably pretty timid and shy when people come and say, what are you doing? We met at an NSA, a National Speakers Association event. And just to speak up and say that you have a goal or a dream, or you want to, I love how you phrase it, want to be anxiously engaged in something. That is so hard oftentimes. But what happened with me, a little of my backstory, I'll tell you just briefly of how I found the power of words and really actually love the power of words. And today feel a sense of Um, to serve others to share this with the power of words, especially to women, was about seven, eight years ago, I found myself full of anxiety and bouts of depression. I'm a mom of five boys. I was about 39 at the time, and I was really stuck in my story. But I didn't know I was because I said all the right things, did all the right things, or what I thought were the right things, I guess, is what I've come to learn. And I got to a place where I really, I've always had a relationship with a higher power who I call Heavenly Father and had always been taught to pray, but it finally got to this point where I was like, I really needed, it was like like that last Hail Mary prayer, I would say, like, I didn't feel like Heavenly Father was listening to my prayers. I felt very alone and isolated, even though I was serving in my community and in my church and had a beautiful family. It was kind of like the anxiety of life got the best of me. And I'm sure you probably have experienced that and coach people on that and know. And, and I felt very stuck. I felt very stuck. And I remember one day when I kind of had that Hail Mary prayer and I got on my knees and I just kind of poured my heart out. And it was probably a time that I was finally really honest 
with myself and with my heavenly father. And I just remember praying and asking for many specific things, but one of them was just, how do I learn to love myself? And the thought came to me, change your words. And when I had that thought, it didn't really even mean much to me, like change my words. What do you like? I didn't now today I can recognize it, but you know, it was almost like it went right by me because it just was that little impression that comes. And that was the start of me becoming curious. And it's funny because I just started my own podcast earlier in November of this year called the word effect. And this week's episode is called that I just um, released is called stay curious. And I had stopped staying curious. I had allowed myself to get stuck. And I wouldn't even say allowed myself, I guess I just got stuck. And I stopped asking questions. I stopped becoming the person I was to be. And I think a lot of it is due to fear and due to life not unfolding the way I thought it was supposed to unfold. And so every time life didn't give me what I thought is like, I put some resistance around everything. You know what I mean? It's like, if I'm doing the right thing, then it should just happen naturally. And I've come to learn that's not true. And you probably know that too, right? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. So that was, that was, then from there, I had this friend tell me, why don't you stop saying why all the time? You're always kind of in the negative. Like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why this? You know, I had suffered with a lot of financial ups and downs and, and my husband's in the real estate mortgage business. And we had had some really good years and some really hard years where we almost lost everything. I had a lot of issues with food and body image. And I had a lot of insecurities that I kept inside because it was like, it, it just, I didn't want anyone to know that I wasn't perfect. There was like that perfectionism that I tried to be. And I, my friend said to me, why don't you quit asking why and start asking how, and just change one word. And when she said, change one word, it was like, oh, change your words, you know? And so it was like, I was kind of like baby stepped along the way. So I started to say, okay, how am I supposed to step forward with my story? How am I supposed to move forward with my body issues? How am I supposed to move forward with the financial things that came into our lives that almost devastated us? How am I, you know, and I started to ask how, and I'll tell you, things didn't just magically get better, but like, as you begin to ask how, I've come to learn that that's an empowering word and it, your brain starts to seek empowering ways of solutions, right? And you, and you start to see it. And then a little bit later, some other words came into my life and I was watching a Netflix documentary on food. I couldn't tell you what the documentary is now, but I'll never forget once one line is they said, put these words in your life and say them to yourself every morning, midday and night. And the words were, I accept myself unconditionally right now. And for some reason, those words just caught my attention. Now I had to write them down. I accept myself unconditionally right now because I didn't believe those words. They didn't, they didn't, they weren't words that were in my story. They weren't words that I was putting on every day. I was putting on words like, why am I so worthless? Why can everybody else around me do everything right? And I don't have any talents or abilities. 
why this, why that? Again, I was like always in that why space. And so I remember thinking, I'm just going to try this. I'm just going to give it a try. And so I got a three by five card. I wrote the words, I accept myself unconditionally right now. And I just pasted them on my mirror in my bathroom because I thought I'll at least see them every morning and night when I brush my teeth. And I didn't tell anyone I was doing it and it didn't cost me anything. So I thought if I fail at this, nobody has to know. And I was a little, you know, like, what do I have to lose? I'll just try. And I guess that's, you know, for me, a gift I think I have is to try things and to be willing to try different things. And so I started doing that. And then again, it's not like my life just changed overnight, but with being consistent and kind of like, I would, I would be really frustrated with a situation. And I remember those words would come into my mind, like, Mm -hmm. and I would say unto myself, I accept myself unconditionally right now. And it would just, it would calm me. It would quiet my anxiety some. And then sometimes when I was scared to try something hard, I would say those words to myself. And so that put me on this journey. And then, yeah, fast forward. I don't know how much longer later on, I wanted a positive message t-shirt. And I went up to Park City one weekend over my anniversary. And I said to my husband, all I want is a t-shirt with good messaging. Well, you know, when you're looking for something, you often can't find it, right? Exactly. (laughs) And you're like, wait a minute, this is what I want. Well, I couldn't find it anywhere. And so then I kind of got on the hunt to find a t-shirt that I wanted and I couldn't find one. And then one day I found a shirt and I pulled it off the rack and it said, all right, all right, all right. And it was just kind of those words hit me. And I had this thought come to me, like, if you're looking for this, maybe somebody else is looking for this. Why don't you make your own shirts? You know, and, and that was the start of what became becoming threads. And it was a positive t-shirt and apparel business and our tagline, I did it with my sister-in-law, Erin. And our tagline was let what you wear, share your story. And we loved it because we would interact and connect with women and we would have different power phrases on shirts. But the thing that I love the most about it, Rachel, was listening to um, other women's stories mm-hmm. and how the words meant something to them. And the words could mean something different to them than they did to me be- based on our life experience. Neither was right or wrong, but just seeing how women could express themselves, their light, their eyes would lighten and, you know, get wider and they were excited. And I would feel like engaged with them, you know, and so that was a process. And then when I met you, I fast forward, you know, several years of learning how to build a business and it had been a hobby. And we had done things like Swiss days and pinners and some of those things like bigger events here in Utah, but I just felt this drive to share about the power of words. And the more the more I looked, words just came into my life. And so my secret desire was always to write and speak from a young age, but I never had the courage to acknowledge or admit that because I didn't know how to do it. And I think I'm a recovering perfectionist and I only want to try things that I'm good at. I mean, we've talked about different things and it's like, well, I want to try this, but what if I fail? What if someone laughs at me? And so I have been the last couple of years transitioning 
um, out of Becoming Threads. My sister-in-law actually at the end of 2019 needed to step away from the business. So it was like she needed to be done. I was feeling called to do something else. And I believe that God opens the doors for us to pursue what we need to pursue. And then in 2020, I have become certified as a life coach through the life coach school because I have found that coaching and life coaching is all about managing your mind and your thoughts, which is the words you put on every day. So it's like I had four years of seeing how putting the words on physically mattered. And now it's like, but what I was really learning, what God was really teaching me is how to put the words on within my mind and to realize that I can't control circumstances or situations, but I can control how I move forward with it. And this has really helped me with my anxiety and with my depression. And it's really transformed my life. And I'm doing things today that I never, never thought I would do. That's amazing. I have to tell you, I love, love, love um, a couple of things you said. One of them is from coming from an anxiety, as I'm an anxiety coach, right? Yes, yes. From that, from that anxiety perspective, you mentioned um, you were asking questions like, why a lot in the beginning when you were having a lot of anxiety and some depression? And then you were also asking through the years questions like, well, what if I fail? Right. And those are questions that we all ask. We've all gone through phases where we ask that we all want to be enough. We all want to be loved. We all want to be um, successful at whatever we're trying and doing. But what I loved is when you switch the why to a how, or when you switch those what if questions to more empowering questions. And what I teach is this, when you're consistently asking like, what if, those questions automatically trigger your anxiety alarm. Right there, a what if question will automatically trigger your anxiety alarm. It puts your, it moves you out of a present-based thinking space to a future space where there's too much uncertainty and no way to know the outcome. So we automatically trigger our anxiety alarm. So when you switch your why to a how, your brain went back into a present space. And then that's, and, and I use the word curiosity too. So I, that's why I just loved how this all comes together. But it keeps us in a present state. It keeps us in a problem solving state and it keeps us in a curiosity state. None of those trigger anxiety alarms. So that is what is really powerful about why your anxiety started lessening as you were switching from those why to how questions. Whenever we say like, what if? I tell my clients all the time, add the word so. So what if, same thing, moves you back present and it makes it so you are in curiosity and problem solving mode instead of opening that door to anxiety and your anxiety alarm getting triggered. The other thing that's super cool about what you said, and I'm sorry, I'm hijacking your time, but I'm just- Oh, no, no, no. It's so fun. <laughs> yes, our messages are, we're using different words but the message is the same. When you say something powerful, an affirmation that says, I accept myself unconditionally right now, from an anxiety place, the magic words in that sentence are right now. Mm -hmm. Right now moves you out of anxiety and back into the present. 
So we always want to use statements that say right now, because it tells our brain when to start doing it, when to start believing it, when to start becoming it. So your story about just tacking a little card in the mirror in your bathroom, nobody knew, nobody saw it, but little by little, you're training and rewiring your brain to start doing that right now. So that is so cool. I absolutely loved it. Absolutely. No, it, well, it's, and it's, it's all about managing our minds to keep ourselves present, right? So what I've found, and I'm sure that this is what you teach as well, something similar, but depression is living in the past and the regret, right? And then the anxiety comes when we live in the future. And so what I try to coach women on too, and, and what I'm finding is that we set a goal or we want to do something different or we want to step forward, but we, our brain gets way ahead of us and our feet are still in today. Mm-hmm. And then the anxiety sets in and then we just like, I can't do it. Or we set a goal and we want to do something, but then our brain wants to keep us safe. And then it just goes to our past and it starts to tell us all the reasons why we can't do it. We start comparing ourselves. We start thinking, well, I failed at this. So surely I'm going to fail at this. Right. And, and it's, it's to me, the power of words helps me each day decide what words am I putting on for just today, for just today. Right. Like, I don't know what words I'll need tomorrow, but how do I manage today? And what I found with that is that's the simple approach to living a amazing life. Right. And I was always living in either the future or the past. And the power words has helped me, you know, try to manage my mind with thoughts that better serve me and how I feel. And if I'm feeling anxiety, I get to start asking myself, well, what am I thinking? And it's normally those why thoughts, or it's normally those thoughts of the what if, you know, like, oh, and then it's like, then it cripples me. And what I found through coaching is, it's not, it's our thoughts drive our feelings and our feelings drive the actions we take, which get us the results, right? But for so long, and, and what my podcast, The Word Effects about is how to ditch willpower and live in word power. Because for so long, I was trying to live in the action line. Like if only I did more things, if only I could get more stuff done on my to-do list, if only I could be like this person, if only, and so I was always falling short because I never could, I could never create more time. Well, we don't need more time. We have to learn how to create that power within us. And that's with our thoughts and the words we put on and just becoming aware to it, you know? And I wasn't aware to the words I was putting on every morning that when I'd walk into my closet and just get dressed for the day, I'm already telling myself that I'm not good enough, that, oh, I, you know, wish, and I told you I had some body image issues and I had a lot of, um, insecurities with food. And I actually work a 12-step program around food today that's really helped me. I wasn't looking for that, but as I became open to reducing the anxiety, I found new solutions. Like my brain led me to new solutions with the help of my heavenly father, for sure. Yeah, that's super cool. I love that. I love what you said too about willpower versus word power. I haven't heard that before. I love that because being anxiously engaged, I tell my people all the time, it's not about being busy. It's not about being 
busy. Sure. Don't create mm -hmm. a bigger to-do list. That's not what being anxiously engaged is about. But sometimes I think we're, you're exactly right. We spend so much time trying to focus on being perfect and getting all this stuff done and looking like we're all put together and that we're perfect and living perfect lives for our neighbors and our church members and our family. And, and we just wear ourselves ragged. We just wear ourselves out. And so I love when you're talking about putting, taking it from the willpower to the word power. And if you have even just one word that you're putting on symbolically, whether it's on a t-shirt or just, you know, you're, you know, symbolically wearing that word for the day. I mean, how much more empowering and focused and happier are you going to be when the words that you're speaking and thinking and focusing on are I mean, it's just, I just, I'm just, I don't even know what the word I'm trying to say is, but it just feels so much better even thinking about it. It's not about being busy and overwhelmed and imperfect. It's about that focus about being the best you can be, even if it's just a little piece at a time. I don't know. Yeah, well, share, well, you can word this better than I can. I'm not sure. No, I'm but not saying it right, so but. often, no, it's exactly that. It's so often we think when I get these things done or when I make so much money when i have so much money in the bank when my kids grow up and be successful adults when we're always like when this happens then i'm going to feel a certain way and that's how i lived my life until i found what i how i coach is on the model and the model is saying your result comes from the way you think mm -hmm. and when you think a certain way you'll feel content, you'll feel at peace, you'll feel happy, and then you'll take the actions to get your result, right? And so that's when, yeah, when you ditch willpower, as women, we can all understand that because we're all like, oh, if I only do one more thing, one more thing, then I will feel accomplished, right? So I mentioned that I just launched this podcast. Well, I've been wanting to launch it for two years, and it took me a long time. It was a process. It was just I had to manage my thoughts, but there was a lot of pieces that have fallen into the place. But finally, in the end of September, no, beginning of September of this year, 2020, I had the thought, the next step, Becky, is do the podcast. Like That was the next thing. So I looked at the calendar. My birthday was November 10th, and I thought, perfect. That's about two months away. I'm turning 45 years old. I'm going to, this is the gift to myself, is I'm going to do something I've been wanting to do. Not that I will be great at doing a podcast, but it's just something I feel like I've wanted to do and share this message. Well, as soon as I kind of set that goal, the very next week, my husband and I both ended up with COVID. Um, we were sick for two and a half, three weeks. Then my son was getting ready to leave on a mission for the LDS church. And because we were sick with COVID, his departure date got postponed. So then that had to get, you know, it was like the resistance set in, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I found myself even there starting to say, why is this happening of all the weeks, the week he's supposed to leave, I'm sick, like, fine, let me get sick, but not this week, you know? Right. And I had to just, it was like the, to me, the power of words is constantly reminding ourselves because like you said, I've already learned that so many times, but I had to start saying, I accept myself unconditionally right now. Like, this is exactly how Heavenly Father wanted my plan to go today. I don't understand why. I don't need to know why. This is how it is. 
once you get better, then you'll get your sun off. And then, you know, once I got better and things got going again, of course, my brain started offering me these things like, you don't have enough time to do this. You can't do this. You should postpone your goal. And because I started thinking of all the things I had to do. But as soon as I tapped back into managing my mind, I was able to go, what's the next step? And what's the next step? And then that helped me be anxiously engaged. I love how you say that because that's what it is. I felt a sense of anxiousness because I felt called to do it. Yeah. But it wasn't the anxiety that I'd been feeling for years before. It was like exciting and fun and purposeful. And I was certain that if I kept stepping forward, my path would be made. And I was able to launch it on November 10th. Now I still have lots to learn and all those things, but I was able to keep moving forward. And I think that that's one thing I like to point out to people is it's more than just saying happy words to ourselves or just putting like positive messages all over our house. We can put those there, but if we don't really put those words into our life and think about those words and really train our mind, they won't matter. They won't matter. Yeah. We have to give them a meaning. They have to, they have to mean something and they have to become a central focus. Yeah. I think one of the most positive things you've said that just has really stuck with me. And it's kind of been a theme through this, this talk today, this conversation today is the phrase you talked about earlier about putting it on. And we were talking about your t-shirts, but as you're, like I said, the more we're talking, I feel like it's not just wearing it. It's like really putting it on and bringing it in and making it a part, putting it on your heart, really your heart and your mind. What are some of the words though, that you've heard over the years with your stories that whether it's the t-shirts or with your coaching, like what are some of the words that people tend to choose and why do they choose them? I know it's different for every person, but if somebody's listening today and they're like, well, I want to pick a word or I want to do this, but I don't know where to start. I don't know how to pick a word or I don't know you know, and they start doing the what ifs and they start trying to like sabotage <laughs> what words. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Help them help a girl out. <laughs> well, you know what I would say, because I want to keep really clear that my story is my story and you are going to have your own story. So it's really hard to say, put these words on. I mean, words like keep it simple, grateful heart, easy does it. You said earlier on first things first, those are all words that I like to put on words like I do, I am, I have enough, you know, anything with enough grace. Those are all words. The thing that happens when we start to say, this is what you need to do is we minimize that we're all so individual that we really are all children of God. And what I would recommend is just to start saying, how do I put on words in my life? Like, and become open. Because when I heard that little thought come to me, change your words, I didn't know what that meant. But as I became open, I would hear different things. Or I would see a phrase that would catch my attention. And I would pause long enough to put those words into my life. So think about, especially as women, we spend a lot of time thinking about what we wear and doing our hair. And we'll walk into our closet and it's like, well, what do I wear today? And Oh, it's going to be cold outside. So I'm going to wear, you know, a sweater or it's going to be hot outside. I'm going to wear flip-flops. Like we think about what we're wearing, but what I want to encourage people to do is to think about the words they're putting on. 
in their mind. And the only way that we can change our words is to first become aware to them. But if I had to pick one word, I would say as women, we need to put on love. We need to put on love. And as we put on love, we will be able to fulfill the measure of our creation, right? Now, that doesn't mean that life just goes easy and, and those things, but when we put on love for ourselves of acceptance and that we're human, we're going to make mistakes. Like today, I don't beat myself up anymore when I have a fight with my husband. I don't beat myself up anymore when I make a mistake, you know, with doing things. I, I just get to go, oh, I'll get another opportunity again. You know, and I mentioned to you, I was just listening to your last podcast about um, the free pass. Yeah. And or, I think it was your last podcast, but I love that concept. I'd never heard that before, but that idea of like, and I loved how you said, like, we have to give ourselves grace too, like, because there's days that we need it. Right. And so to me, those are two new power words that I'm going to put on when my 17 year old drives me crazy. And I have to decide <laughs> Is it worth getting frustrated that he didn't clean his room today? Maybe not, right? Maybe I can give him a free pass. Yeah. So that's what I would say. It's hard to just say one word, but if you start looking, and I think if you can put on love, you'll start to see it. Your heart will open up and just start asking, how do I put on words and see what comes into your life? I love that because I think you're right. When we, especially if we go to, um, something prayerfully, prayerfully that we're looking for, it's going to show up in the most random and fun ways. If you just are open to seeing it and receiving it. So I absolutely so true. love that. So true in the most random ways, right? It's like, yeah, start, I, I always say, be careful for what you pray for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you pray and I really believe that God gives us everything we ask for, but the caveat is it's not always the way we think, right? Exactly. You know what I mean? And um, I, I just continually learn that. And I, I will tell you, so right now my, you know, my coaching is becoming with Becky coaching. And the reason I call it that is because first it was becoming threads and now it's still becoming because it's a progression. It's we're always progressing. We're never We've never arrived. It's the idea of progress over perfection. And that's what allows us to live into our lives and enjoy it instead of waiting for when this happens or when that happens. It's like, what, how do we, how do we live in today? And I really think, yeah, prayerful and asking and becoming aware, mm -hmm. you know, they say like, think about it like this. You decide you want a red forerunner. Just for example, once you decide that you want a red forerunner, what do you start seeing everywhere around the yeah. red forerunner? Red right? Because you become aware to it, right? So my my purpose right now is just to helping people become aware to it, mm -hmm. and then they get a step into changing their own story with tools and ways to manage their mind to have their story create their story the way they want. It will be different than mine which is so great. It would be boring if we all had the same story, right? <laughs> and there's so many good words to choose out there to make our stories and to be empowered. So we don't all want the same words anyway. I know, I know. But we pick different words based on where we're at, Yeah, you know? And I could ask you, 
what do these words mean to you? And you would tell me, and then I'd say, this is what they mean to me today. And in two years, they might mean something different to us. And that's okay. And it should, because that's the progress. That's the progress of becoming. The progress mm -hmm. of becoming. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I love as you were describing the process, what you lead like your clients through. And when you're helping people, you were talking about that, but you actually did the same thing when you started out by um, struggling with some anxiety and depression. And then you are now to a point where you're like, I was, you know, when you were sharing that you were like, I was struggling because I wanted everything to be perfect. And I wanted um, this idea of perfection. And now you're like, Hey, look how far I've come, even in my own story. Now I'm all about progress over perfection and just even changing those little words, but has created a totally different trajectory for you. You're in a totally different path and, and you're becoming something even better than you were before. It's, it's just beautiful because you've lived the process, not just teaching it. You've been through it. So you get it. So when women come to you, you understand that they need space to navigate it themselves you can guide them and coach them and and give them some direction but they get to create their own story and find their own word that's so cool their own yeah words. yeah so i'm i'm working on i'm hoping in 2021 my book will come out and it's called well the tentative title is the word <laughs> effect how to create your most beautiful life yeah. and it goes hand in hand with what the podcast is but it's the word effect is actually a cycle and it's cycling around and there's seven power words that I believe as you cycle through, but we're constantly cycling through, right? So we're like going through the motions of like, and the first word is acknowledging, acknowledging that we want something different or that we have anxiety or that we have a dream that we're scared to have or that we're unhappy with a, a place in our lives. That was me was acknowledging to Heavenly Father that I'm not content and I thought there was something I could do about it. And then the second word is asking. And there's just this process. And what I want to help people see is that the, the process of becoming is a circular motion. And there's no finish line. There's no finish line. And I'm sure that's what you work with too, with anxiety, right? Is like, we might manage our anxiety today, but then we don't know in six months what's going to come. But we're learning tools and ways to continue to manage it as long as we keep using them. And like I say, keep putting it on, you know, keep yeah. putting on the word effect cycle. So, yeah, absolutely. I love it. And you're exactly right. The process with anxiety, the process with depression or eating disorders or relationship issues. It's just, we're all just on this journey together and we get to go at our own speed and we pick up different tools and knowledge and resources along the way. And the nice, the best thing we can do is just accept and love and acknowledge where people are and mm -hmm. cheer them on where they are. It is a, truly a journey. So I love that. That's beautiful. Is there anything else you would share like um, anything else that the ladies listening today might need to hear or know about words, anything that a last advice, suggestion, or something that would get them excited to start to just ask and then be open to receiving a, a new word as part of that becoming process? Yeah, I think, you know, the one thing that comes to mind, I don't know if it's exciting, but I would encourage or say being consistent. Mm -hmm. The power of words in my life is with the consistency. One of my favorite quotes is by Richard G. Scott, 
And the beginning of it says little things lead to big things. Mm -hmm. And what I have experienced is it's in the little things that change our life. It's in the things that we almost want to discount. Like that's not going to work for me. I'm not going to do that because I want some big thing to change it. And I lived in that space for so many years where I wanted kind of like, I, I always envision that I want a Tinkerbell to come put some fairy dust on me and just fix all my problems. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so to speak, right? It's like, I didn't want to do the work. And so again, the power of words doesn't just naturally change your life. Like, oh, I'm going to just start saying these happy words today. And then all of a sudden, you know, when I was saying I accept myself unconditionally, I was doing that consistently every day. I had to find a way to remember those words. So I put them on my mirror. They're still on my mirror today with other power words, other power words that have come in phrases or sayings that really help me. There's a book called everything or everything's figure outable. And um, I don't know if you've read that, but I would highly recommend it. And her name is Marie Fortello, I think, but I can't remember her last name is a little bit different. She's Italian, but I love that book because she says, say these words to yourself, everything's figure outable. So what I want to share is not like a new idea. I haven't come up with something that like words have been around since the creation, you know, that's how God created was through the power of words but he created in a consistent manner. And that's how we can create as humans too. It's through consistency, saying it when we want to, saying it when we don't. And kind of, I love just that idea of going back to keeping our head and our feet in today, you know, being where we are um, and we'll get off, we'll get off. We'll get in the past or in the future. And then we get to go, oh yeah, bring it back. You know what I mean? And use those tools to bring it back. But I think if you become consistent with it, you'll look back and you'll see how your story, I look back today and I can't even believe where my story has gone. And I don't know where it will go in the next five years, but I'm just going to keep stepping with today. And when I get off, I get to pull myself back. So that's what I would say. Be consistent. Give it a try. You have nothing to lose. The power is within us. It doesn't cost you any money you know, and, you know, to just start looking for words in your life. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say. I love that. Thank you. That's perfect. I'm, um, I'm just really excited. Like I love stuff like this because it fires me up. And I remember lots of times in my life, I got caught up for a while in the stamp jewelry, you know, the, with the words and the things I even went out and bought a kit, made it like I changed yes, my words yes. all the time. And there is power when you put on a word, whether it's physically on your body or whether you bring it into your mind and your heart, it does change you. And, um, part of being, um, anxiously engaged. I always follow up that phrase with two millimeters at a time. Love it, it doesn't have to be a big thing. And a word is a little thing, but those two millimeter actions, those two millimeter sized words, those two millimeter um, things that we do, they do add up and they do change us and they do make a difference. So I appreciate you sharing all those. If somebody was like, Becky, how can I talk to you? I need to ask you a <laughs> question or I want to work with you or something. How do they find you? Yeah. So the easiest way is go to my website and that's becomingwithbecky.com. And I actually have a, where I can do a 
free 30 minute session with a consult with coaching. So we can talk about like where you are and where you want to become. Like if you're feeling stuck or you have that desire or dream that you're not living, but you feel like you want to, they can also reach out. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at becoming with Becky. So those are probably the two easiest ways. I also love looking for opportunities to speak about this. I think the power of words is a universal thing, but especially to young adults, young women, and then like all age women, I feel like this is just something that we all need to become more aware of. And so any opportunity to share this message, I just, I love. So if anyone knows of a group that's looking to feel empowered, you know, please reach out as well. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you coming here today and sharing your message with us. I, pre I, I totally agree with you. We need more stuff like this in the world, especially for our young people. But um, some of us who are not quite so young, but like to think we're young at heart, we well, still need it. We still need it too. So I really appreciate you. We do. And I think yeah. that that's the message is like, we're all in this together. We all are wanting to progress. And it's finding these tools that help us progress through the life of uncertainty that we're living in. I mean, 2020 right there says it all, you know, <laughs> it kind of wraps it up. We yeah. need all the help and all the support and all the positivity and certainty too, that we can, if we're trying to manage things like anxiety and depression and fears, we need that certainty. We need to be present. And so I love that there's a tool as simple as words that can help with all of that. So thank you so much, Becky, for coming. I appreciate your message today. It's been fantastic. Oh, thanks so much. It was a pleasure. In the meantime, thank you for joining us. And I wish you an anxiety-free and a gratitude-filled day.